When I went to the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World Florida, one of my non-negotiables was that I had to go on the Haunted Mansion ride. It's a beautiful and creepy experience, but its kooky gothic comedy style isn't exactly terrifying. But there is one element that has been known to give some people, particularly children, a genuine shiver. It's towards the end of the ride when the announcer says, Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you and they'll haunt you until you return. Now, I will raise the safety bar and a ghost will follow you home. (laughs) It's a great little touch to give riders that extra thrill, but most people just take it as all part of the fun. For me, though, as I stepped off the doom buggy that day, I couldn't help but be reminded that this idea has actually been reported in real-life paranormal cases where someone visits a supposedly haunted location, but when they get home, strange things begin to happen, as if they brought something back with them. It's sometimes referred to as contagion or as the hitchhiker effect. And as you'll hear tonight, for some people, this is a genuine and terrifying and potentially even deadly phenomenon. And so, we're going to look at one of the most notorious and well-documented paranormal sites on the planet, where people have seen all manner of supernatural activity. But if they thought it was over when they drove away, they were dead wrong. I'm Peter Laws, and tonight on a special two-part episode of Frightful, we explore the wolves that follow you home, the hitchhiker effect of Skinwalker Ranch. You may already be familiar with Skinwalker Ranch, in which case feel free to skip forward a couple of minutes as I just give the background to the place. But if you're not familiar, or if you just want a quick refresh on the site's history, listen close. When I was a kid, the world's foremost paranormal hotspots were places like Area 51 or the Bermuda Triangle. But these days, that title goes to Skinwalker Ranch. This ranch covers 500 acres of land in northern Utah, and it's been described as a paranormal Disneyland. With a dizzying number of claims from strange lights in the sky, UFOs and UAPs to psychic activity, cattle mutilations and even frightening wolf-like monsters. This weirdness has been so consistent that both private investors and the US government have actively deployed personnel, equipment, and millions of dollars into trying to figure out what might be going on there. Spooky events have been reported on the ranch since the days of the early Spanish missionaries, but the high strangeness on that land goes much further back to the original inhabitants the Navajo Ute tribe used to live on that land. And in Navajo legend, a skinwalker is a witch who has the ability to shapeshift into an animal or human. The term skinwalker translated means it goes on all fours. So the name of the ranch itself speaks of the supernatural. Even back in 1906, the local media were reporting on peculiar activity on the ranch, with newspaper headlines like Rumblings heard in the Uinta Basin. 
Strange noises caused new settlers much uneasiness. Then into the 1940s to 1960s, there were reports of UFOs and potential sightings of these so-called skinwalkers, human-like, wolf-like creatures roaming the ranch. Strange events continued, but it was in the 1990s that the ranch got both national and then international attention. This was when the Sherman family were living on the ranch. The Shermans hadn't lived there long before they had a frightening and inexplicable encounter. Terry and Gwen Sherman spotted a strange and threatening-looking animal stalking around their livestock pen on the ranch. Was it a wolf or a coyote? They couldn't tell. But as they monitored this creature, it suddenly lashed out and attacked one of the calves, sinking its teeth into it and dragging it away. Terry Sherman wanted to protect his livestock, so he lifted his handgun and fired. The animal was hit, but didn't seem affected. So he took his rifle and shot again. Yet there was no sign of the animal being hurt. And eventually it just headed off into the bushes. The Shermans were baffled at this, and more sightings of strange animals occurred over the next few months. And it wasn't just the Shermans seeing them. Visitors were seeing wolf-like creatures roaming the ranchland, and sometimes they could even be heard roaring. Sightings of UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomenon, and cattle mutilations followed. By 1996, after two years on the ranch, the Shermans had had enough of this strangeness and decided to move. But their intriguing claims of unexplained events prompted the billionaire property developer Robert Bigelow to buy the ranch from the Shermans. Terry Sherman actually stayed on as the ranch caretaker for Bigelow. And Bigelow founded a group called NIDS, National Institute for Discovery Science, which had the express purpose of studying weird phenomena. And sometimes in these cases, paranormal activity can stop or at least reduce when under the scrutiny of scientific teams with their specialist equipment. But the NIDS team kept seeing regular phenomena, like strange lights, discarnate entities, and cattle mutilations, including one cow that was seen alive and healthy, then within the hour it was discovered almost completely disemboweled, with no blood surrounding the cow at all, all of this in broad daylight. The consistent activity led some of the team, like retired Army Intelligence Officer John Alexander, to say, A pre-cognitive sentient intelligence is at work on the ranch. Fast forward to 2016 and the ranch was sold to another property developer called Brandon Fugel. Fugel held the ranch anonymously for four years without declaring his ownership. But then, in 2020, he and the History Channel announced that a new reality TV show called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, also known as The Curse of Skinwalker Ranch, would follow the research of a new team of scientists who were trying to understand the anomalies at that property. That show is now in its fourth season, and I do think it's worth a look. The team there seemed to be encountering a steady stream of continued phenomenon. And I'm actually a member of the Skinwalker Ranch Insider Program, so I'm able to get access to research, live 24-7 ranch webcams, 
team Q&As and more. More on the weird effect of that later. Despite that show being presented as reality TV, there does seem to be serious research happening, but it seems to focus on what is happening on the ranch. But for us, I want us to look at what seems to happen to people after they leave. This is the hitchhiker effect. In September 2008, the Defense Intelligence Agency, also known as DIA, began a controversial and secret program. They called it ORSAP, the Advanced Aerospace Weapons Systems Application Program. And the aim was to study what effects UFOs and UAPs might have on human beings. The public would have no idea this officially funded $22 million program even existed until a New York Times article broke the story in December 2017. The program employed a team of 50 PhD and master's level scientists, as well as engineers, analysts, and technicians who studied the physiological and psychological effects of UFOs. And one of the key locations to research was, you guessed it, Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Soon after the ORSAP program began, the Defense Intelligence Agency deployed five military personnel to visit Skinwalker Ranch. And remarkably, all five of these DIA personnel experienced anomalous phenomenon while on the ranch. But get this, all five of them also went on record to say that they experienced the so-called hitchhiker effect after they left. These experiences were shared in the acclaimed 2021 book, Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, by senior DIA analyst James T. Lekatsky, biochemist and author Colm Kelleher, and investigative journalist George Knapp. Let me start by telling you what happened to one of those government officials on the ranch, and how he took something inexplicable and head-spinning home to his family. The leader of these five military personnel who visited the ranch was a high-ranking officer in naval intelligence. This accomplished engineer would become ranked as a two-star admiral with top-secret clearances, and he was given the pseudonym Jonathan Axelrod. In July 2009, Axelrod was in the company of two other officials, both experts in sensor technology, when all three experienced disturbing paranormal activity on the ranch. On a warm night, the three men were hiking across the ranch when they suddenly stopped walking. All three noticed that the temperature had just dropped 20 degrees colder. Perplexed, Axelrod motioned for the three men to step backwards. And when they did, the temperature sprang back to normal. But stepping forward plunged them back into this mysterious pocket of coldness once again. Baffled, they carried on their hike. They were wearing night vision goggles so they could see what was happening on the ranch that night. But as they walked, all three of them started to gradually feel a growing and remarkably potent sense of anxiety. They didn't admit it right away, but they had a sense of unease that was mounting and mounting until all three of them described it as a deep sense of terror as they walked. Axelrod finally broke the silence and asked, 
you guys feel that? They admitted that yes. In fact, they felt a mortal fear for their lives that was stronger than anything they had ever felt before. This is significant when you consider that these men had been on dangerous operations for the military before. They did not scare easily. And yet they were scared now, despite there being nothing visible to warrant these feelings of danger. But then suddenly one of them, called Jim Costigan, whispered, Wait, look. And he pointed towards the west. The other two followed his gaze and could make out the dark silhouette of the buildings at a place called Homestead 2, 50 yards away. But that wasn't what Costigan was concerned with, because he was actually picking up an anomaly on his night vision scope. Try and picture that, the distinctive green color of night vision. As Costigan looked through his night vision goggles, directly ahead of them on the track, he could see a strange dark oval shape cutting a hole in the green. What was your first job? Mine was in a factory packing potato chips into a box, and I even worked my way up to becoming a taster. Spent the whole shift eating chips, which is actually not quite as fun as you might think. But anyway, when you get that first paycheck, it's an opportunity to start learning good money habits. But that doesn't come naturally to all of us, and that's where Chime comes in. When you sign up for Chime and link a qualifying debit account, you get great benefits like getting paid up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200. With Chime, there are no monthly fees, no minimum balance, and you don't even need a deposit to become a member. So sign up for Chime checking account today to link your paycheck. It only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com forward slash Frightful. That's Chime.com forward slash Frightful. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the bank called Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdrafts limits apply. See chime.com forward slash spot me. Cutting a hole in the green. This shape was about eight feet tall. Considering the point of night vision goggles is to pick up images in minimal light, this dark oval was as if all light in that slim area was missing. Costigan was the only one to see this anomaly on his goggles. But all three of them now felt that sense of instinctive fear more stronger than before. And Costigan was convinced that this bizarre menacing shape standing there on the track in front of them was the source of that fear. In the report, the three admitted that they were so intimidated by this that they had a sense that if they were to get any closer, they would die. So they turned and hurried back to the control center trailer, and they could feel the fear dissipate and eventually vanish the further away they got from this black oval anomaly. The next day, the three men walked the property again, but nothing unusual happened. There was no cold spot, no black oval shape, and no sense of dread or fear. The men, still perplexed by their experience, headed home after that to their families. But if they thought they had left the strangeness at the ranch, They were mistaken, especially the naval intelligence officer who had led them, Jonathan Axelrod. Axelrod returned to his family home 200 miles away in Virginia, but a month hadn't even passed before bizarre events began to take place in his house. Concerned, he called the biologist and author, Colm Kelleher. 
But Axelrod said that these things were not happening to him, but to his family. Ceiling fans and TVs were starting to turn on and off on their own. His wife, Ruth, was finding books piled up at the bottom of the stairs. And Axelrod told Kelleher on that phone call of an encounter his wife had had from the night before. It had been about 2am when Axelrod was lying asleep next to his wife. Something had caused Ruth to wake up, but as her eyes scanned the room, she felt a jolt of surprise. There was a large, dark, humanoid shape in her room, moving towards her bed. She turned on the light to see what might be there, but there was nothing. Assuming it was a trick of the light, or perhaps even a potential dream, she shook it off. Until ten minutes later, when as she lay in bed, she heard footsteps pounding up the staircase. With her husband still fast asleep, she got out of bed and walked to the landing to check. Ruth didn't scare easily, just like her husband, and she wondered if one of the children might simply be up late. But she was confused when she saw nobody on the stairs or the landing. She hurried to the kids' bedrooms and found that they were both asleep in their beds. Axelrod told Kelleher that Ruth wasn't freaking out at this point, but she was certainly confused and unsettled. A month passed after that phone call to Kelleher, until Axelrod placed another call to him. And this time, Axelrod said that the activity at the house had now escalated to an alarming level. And once again, it was targeting his family, not him. For example, over that month, Axelrod had been out of the country, working on important missions for the military overseas. But during that time, his 16-year-old son Paul had woken in his bedroom to see multiple small blue orbs of light flying around his room. And one of them flew so close to him that he yelled for his mother. And she ran into the room, but the orbs vanished. Strange events had continued after this. Ruth had often talked about seeing strange, shadowy figures standing in her house, and she would regularly hear loud noises from the kitchen after everybody had settled for bed. They were all certain that the events had started after Jonathan Axelrod had returned from Skinwalker Ranch. But then, Axelrod told Kelleher of the most striking and frightening event yet. It was nighttime at the Axelrod residence. Jonathan was once again out of town on an assignment with work, and Ruth was just heading up to bed. She'd switched the kitchen lights off and was about to walk up the staircase when she caught a glimpse of something out of the corner of her eye. She had seen some sort of movement in the yard of their home. So she stepped closer to the window to have a look, and that's when she saw it. The sight of it filled her body with cement she froze in shock because out in their backyard she saw a figure but it was not some vague wispy shadow like she'd seen earlier in the house this figure was clear and sharp and blatantly there and the only way she could describe it was that it was wolf-like with long hair and it wasn't on all fours. It was standing tall like a human would, 
on its hind legs. And it was just leaning up against a tree, watching her. The account says that Ruth was paralyzed with fear and confusion at what she was seeing. And this wolf man just stared right at her. It was filled with menace. She just kept staring at it as it stared back at her. And it just turned and walked on two legs into the trees around the perimeter of their backyard. And then it was gone. Up until this point, Ruth had shown great courage in response to the paranormal events in the house so far. But this, this had thoroughly shaken her. And she headed up the staircase and lay in bed, trying to wrap her brain around it. And up to this point, Ruth had told her husband about all of the anomalous experiences in the house. But this was just so out there that she decided not to tell anybody about it. Why worry her husband and children with what must surely have been a bizarre hallucination? Because wolves cannot become people and walk. But three days later, something happened that showed her that this thing in the yard that night, however impossible, was not in her mind. Three days passed and it was 10.30am on a Saturday morning, Not the time of day you might expect anything supernatural to happen. Ruth was out and Jonathan, the dad, was still away on military business. But the two teenage Axelrod sons were in the living room, just hanging out. Paul, the son who had seen those orbs in his room, stood up so he could stretch his legs. But at that moment, something caught his eye. And again, it was a movement in the backyard. He moved over to the window to see what it was and he let out a shuddering gasp of shock. There in the backyard, in the bright morning light, was a seven-foot-tall wolf-like creature standing on two legs, and it was staring right at him. Michael, Paul's brother, was still sitting, but he could clearly see how alarmed Paul was, and so curious, he leapt up from the couch to take a look. And he, too, saw the creature standing tall in the yard and both remarked later that this thing had a look of malevolence in its eyes. The two were terrified and disorientated when it began to move, but it didn't come towards them. Instead, just like the other night with Ruth, it turned away and it headed for the tree line. It ran easily on its two legs as if this was how it always moved. In their statement, the two boys said they could see its long, dark hair blowing around as it raced across the yard, and then it vanished into the tree line. Ruth returned to the house a couple of hours later to find her boys frantically telling her what they had seen that morning. And when they described the nature of this creature, Ruth froze in fear once more. They were describing the identical animal man that she had seen, that thing she had tried so hard to dismiss as a figment of her imagination, which she had not told anybody about, and yet now two other witnesses had seen it. When Jonathan Axelrod finally returned home from his mission, Ruth and the boys told him everything about the wolf-like creature in the yard. 
and Jonathan was understandably disturbed. And he and the family went to examine the area in the tree line, where his wife and kids said the beast had ran to. And they found deep and fresh gashes on the tree trunks, as if made with knives, or rather, with claws. And the marks ran in vertical lines. As the family struggled to come to terms with these events, Jonathan Axelrod couldn't help but reflect that nothing like this had happened in their family home before. He had had that experience with the invisible dread of Skinwalker Ranch. And now, only two months after his return, every member of his family had now seen paranormal activity in their home. And worryingly, they were also starting to suffer from health issues, including bad flare-ups of pre-existing conditions like lupus and Raynaud's disease, but also intense flu-like symptoms which seemed to come after their paranormal encounters. The strangeness of the ranch was clearly not confined geographically to the ranch, but weirder still, it didn't even seem confined to the Axelrod family. You see, despite the family staying quiet about their creepy experiences and sightings in the house, the younger teenage son Paul was shocked to get a phone call from one of his friends, In high school, this was in 2011, his friend told Paul that on the previous night, when he saw a large wolf-like creature looking up at him from outside. Then, a few weeks after that, another of Paul's friends spoke to him, saying they were getting weird blue lights flying around in their backyard. Remember, Jonathan Axelrod is a high-ranking officer in naval intelligence, and he was the leader of those five military personnel who visited the ranch. And yet he and his family went on record to say that this bizarre activity, however unbelievable and weird it sounds, genuinely happened to them. And Axelrod couldn't help but conclude that he was the reason these frightening events were happening to his wife and children because something had attached itself to him back in Utah. And he knew that those wolves had followed him home. And he wasn't the only one. Join me next time in this special two-part Frightful as we explore more cases from the Pentagon Files. In the meantime, I'd appreciate it if you spread the word about the show or leave a review on your podcast apps. It can really help. Even better, check out patreon.com forward slash Peter Laws for ad-free episodes and exclusive content. Your support really makes a difference. But for now, I'm Peter Laws, and you've been listening to The Wolves That Follow You Home, Skinwalker Ranch, and The Hitchhiker Effect on Frightful.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.